0: Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in the world of podcasting and how to use their podcasts to generate consistent leads in their business. I'm your host Jenny, and I'm so excited you're here. Hey guys, welcome back to the show today. We're here with a repeat guest. I think you're my first ever repeat guest on the show, which is Mm -hmm. kind of cool, but yeah. So we have our actual show notes writer for the savvy podcast agency team. It's going to be good. So yeah. Welcome Laura. Tell us about yourself. Let us know how you got started in the online space. Really?
1: Oh my gosh, what a story. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here and be here again. And yeah, so I'm Laura Bowder. I have had all kinds of different titles in the online space, but I got started as a podcast manager and strategist. And I've really focused in the last several months at this point on content planning, search engine optimization. And I really love to do those kinds of things for podcasters, people that are creating this kind of like audio and video content, because often that's the thing that people really enjoy. They want to get on the mic, they want to do their podcast, or they want to do their YouTube videos. And then they think about or hear about later, oh, I should probably have some kind of written content to go along with that. So I know we're going to get into all of that, but just to sum up quickly, I've been in the online space since a about the pandemic starting a little bit before that. So maybe like January 2020 and usually involved in some kind of podcasting type role. And like I said, I've recently really been focusing on repurposing into written content.
0: Yeah. I love that. I I think it's just funny because like you think of podcasting and you think like, okay, there's a podcast editor typically, And then Mm -hmm. there's like people who do like the full service podcast management. You don't really think about people like niching down even further into the writing portion or the SEO optimization and things like that. So I love kind of your journey and just, okay, cool. Like I love the audio focus, but let's like make it even more so and really narrow it down. So I think that's fun. It's been fun to see you going through all that too, because I feel like we connected probably last January. So January of 2021. So it's been like over a year now. So yeah, it's been fun to see you go from like podcast manager to just like niching down to like now where you are with the content focus.
1: Yeah. It's been really interesting because I've always liked writing, but I also really enjoyed listening to podcasts. So I've really been able to put the two things together.
0: Yeah. You just created your own path. Basically. (laughs) There you go. Awesome. So today we're here to talk about show notes. So let's get like back to the basics. I know some people are going to be like Jenny, we already know what show notes are, but let's talk about what, what they are and why are they beneficial to have as a podcaster? Like what makes them important really?
1: Yeah. So I think there's a couple of different things that people think about with show notes and the more basic form or the one that I think people would consider to be a no brainer is you have to have some kind of summary paragraph that you want to put in, like when you're uploading your podcast to the host, right? So it'll give you space to do a little summary of the show. Maybe you'll add some links that you talked about or links if, if you have a guest on the show, links for them. Maybe you have a website or social media that you want to point back to. So often we'll see a little summary blurb and then maybe a list of some different links. And I would say that's pretty common most podcasts will have that in some form. The thing that people don't always think about or don't always want to do or that I'm more often, and Jenny, I'm sure you get the same thing, get asked about is do I have to have show notes in the sense of a more kind of blog format on my website? And so I think that I never want to tell people that you have to do anything because everyone's shows are so unique. In your audience, we're speaking to people that are entrepreneurs. They have businesses that they're probably trying to point people back to and funnel people into kind of their sphere through their podcasts. So, what show notes are in that sense is two things. First, putting it on your website, it gives you a space to put a full transcript, which is really important for accessibility purposes. If you have people, that want to be a part of your audience or want to be a part of your business in some way or are looking for whatever you're offering but either don't like to listen to podcasts or cannot listen to podcasts listening or watching audio or video is not going to be the way that they can access content having a space on your website for a full transcript is really important in that sense and then in the more search engine optimization sense, having a blog post that goes along with your episode on your website helps people to find you in Google or whatever search engine they might be using. And there's Google, Pinterest, several other different things that having a blog post really helps you with.
0: Yeah. And I love that you touched on the accessibility Angle, because I think a lot of people don't think about that. They're like, they can likely listen to the audio. So why do I need this written stuff? But it's just really important to cater to people. And I know I saw a while back, there's a potential that they can start finding businesses that don't have this accessibility feature. And obviously most of us are pretty small fish, but you don't really want to risk. That's not a place that you want to let slip. So if you Absolutely do not have time to write the show notes. I'm sure you can find time, but if you just think you don't have any time whatsoever, at least having the transcript there is beneficial. You can use something like Otter or Descript and pull that transcript Honestly, with the scripts, you barely even have to edit it. So it's just a no brainer. Obviously I am team blog post style show notes just because I think it's more interesting to read as the transcript is helpful for people who literally want to read word for word. The actual blog post style really helps obviously SEO, but it's just more interesting to read than a straight up, like Laura said this. And Jenny said this okay. just like back and forth and there's time and place for that. But yeah, I think that's really helpful. So obviously with show notes, you need someone to ha- somewhere to house them. Do you like, do you have to have a website or can you like use, I know Libsyn and I think maybe Buzzsprout has like little websites that are built in that you can use. Do you think mm-hmm. you absolutely need like a specific website or could you use those? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, so I think having a website like a a website that's off the host of your podcast just gives you additional control of the content, of whatever might happen to it. Nothing is a perfect science. Any platform could be discontinued at any point in time. And do you think a website is helpful? I think if you have a business, it's extra helpful because you can then point people to other things on your website. If you're just getting started or you don't have anything else that you might want to put on a website yet, I think that those hosting sites are Fine. I don't actually know how much kind of leeway you have to do to do That's all the nice. things that yeah to do all the things you would want to do to like have a full blog post to have the transcript. You might. I know there's different things like PodPage will do a similar thing where it'll pull your your episode. I feel like you can do really simple sites if you have. I don't know any number of platforms. I know WordPress that would not necessarily describe as simple, but if you have already had somebody create a website (laughs) for you there, for example, um, Squarespace can be pretty, um, straightforward if you're doing something yourself. So I'm not really an expert on website platforms, but I think if you do have something that you could customize, it'll probably be beneficial for your business because you can point people to different things, um, on your website.
0: Yeah. It helps with the traffic. I love directing people back to my website for show notes. Cause it's like, all right, they're interested. They're learning more. They're staying on the website. They can click around. It's not just like goes to this page, reads show notes and then leaves. There's like opportunities for them to stick around for more. And yeah, it's a lot more customizable. You can make it more branded. Those things are really important. And if you already have a website, it's great for SEO because if that's a podcast is your main form of content, you can literally have it be your blog page. If you're not doing a blog or anything like that, like other than your podcast. So you can have it, for example, this podcast, it has its own website, but for my other podcast, it's on my JennySennison.com website. And it's like JennySennison.com slash podcast. And that's where all the posts are in the blogs. And I don't do any other blogs. So it's literally just the podcast episodes. Yeah. So it just kind of helps gives lets people click around for more. And yeah, it helps you get more traffic and you have that stuff embedded directly on your website. And that is going to help with the search engine optimization a lot.
1: Yeah. People often ask if they have a podcast, like how can I get more listeners? How can I get more people to be involved in interacting with the show? And I really think the key to that is that you have to be on multiple platforms and it's always a balance and you'll hear just as many people say oh you don't have to be all the places i don't really think you have to be all the places because you have to be where your ideal client or customer is but everybody is on the internet pretty much so if they're searching for something you want there to be things on your website that the search engines will pull and say like we'll show people that they're searching for so searching on a podcast app it's still not still great. No, yeah, there's no there's still no clear way to ask Sometimes If I in type way. in
0: my podcast name, if I'll just type yeah. in like podcast manager or something, my show or the other show that I know of about podcasts being a podcast manager does not pop up. And I'm like okay, these are obvious keywords.
1: You literally have to type it word for word for each of our shows. I'm like, that's, that's pointless. So you're potentially missing out on a lot of traffic, a lot of listeners, a lot of people that might read and not listen to podcasts, having that presence online and having it be optimized, which is another reason why I suggest if you can doing like more blog style over Mm -hmm. just the transcript is great. We do, you know, You and I throughout our conversation today, for example, we'll mention various keywords that come up in our conversation. So they'll be kind of scattered throughout the transcript of this episode. Mm -hmm. But when you take this episode and really intentionally optimize it with the title, we'll have very clear keywords in it. You can do each heading in the Mm -hmm. different areas that we talk about will have keywords in it. So when you're really intentional like that, that's even better for your search engine optimization than just having the transcript.
0: Yeah. And I love that you mentioned like everyone is on the internet and everyone Googles. That's so important. Yeah. Maybe not everyone has Instagram, but everyone does use Google or some form of a search engine. So it's like, you're literally like leaving potential listeners at the door because you aren't using your website for show notes. So that's the last I'll say about websites and show notes, but let's actually talk about like the best practices for show notes when it comes to writing them. So what are some key things that we should and like shouldn't include in our show notes?
1: Yeah. So I think just like any other blog post, like you want to hit the highlights, but it doesn't need to be super long. Right. Because We will lose people just like we will lose people if we have a super long podcast episode that people are listening to. Just like if you click into some other blog post for something that you're searching for and it's just like this big block of text with nothing else going on, you won't want to read it. So I think all those things still apply. Like you want to hit the highlights. You want to be sure you're including, you know, there are so many different things you could be talking about in your podcast. So if there are images that are really relevant that you want to put in, make sure they're scattered throughout. If you want to include images or at least one image that people can pin to Pinterest, Depending on what's appropriate for, for your show and your audience, those could be important to include. Like I was just talking about, really getting a good idea of what keywords you want to include. Those are important for search engine optimization. And another thing I would think about when you're putting log style show notes up would be calls to action or where you want to send people if there's related episodes that you want to make sure that people have access to if there's a product or a service or a course or whatever you're trying to sell to other people or show other people different options for um, what they might be able to do to work with you. Make sure you're including those. I think if you have people on your website, you want to take advantage of the fact that they're there and make sure they know like where they can go, or if you want them to follow you on social media, include those links as well. So I think just being conscious of what the page looks like and how easy it is for the average reader to click through images, if those make sense. And then, the yeah, using the, all the keywords and just anything that, you know, anything you might put in a typical blog post, I guess, but it can be different when you're thinking about it from the perspective of your podcast. Yeah. I think that's important.
0: And a lot of people think about the image thing, like they put the Pinterest image there, but they don't always think about like additional images and it may not make sense. Like for my show, I don't need a bunch of images of like (laughs) podcast stuff, unless I'm talking about like equipment you need for your podcast or something like that. But I think that can be helpful to break up the text. So it's not so daunting to look at, but yeah. So show notes, and speaking of daunting, show notes can be daunting when you're writing them, especially because depending on the episode, if it's like a 30 minute episode, you're like, oh gosh, okay, how do I like condense this into getting all the key facts from the episode but without it being like miles long? So do you have any best tips for kind of making writing the show notes a lot less daunting?
1: For sure. Something that I do when I am writing show notes is I do create the transcript. Like we talked about, it's important to have the transcript. You can just put that on your website. Like we've said, you could just put that on your website and call it good for right now, or you can have the transcript, but you can also do this blog style. So when I'm writing the blog style, I have the transcript up in front of me. It's already in written form. It gives me a good sense of where some natural breaking points might be. I can read through and figure out, okay, here's where One question was asked and answered. That might be, we'll summarize all of that in one area under this one heading with this one keyword involved, then go on to the next. So I think having it just in front of me in the transcript form is really helpful from a visual perspective and from just being able to see, because we do speak differently than we write for a show note. So when we're having a conversation, there's a lot more just natural kind of filler words that pop in. There's different kind of phrasing that we use that sounds fine when you're listening to somebody talk, but doesn't translate to writing the same way. So you can oh, you actually mean? probably- So we're not going to say, so like today I did XYZ in our writing. Exactly. <laughs> Which is another reason why I would suggest not just slapping the transcript up there in all cases is because people don't want to read that way. It's tedious <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to read through that, but it, it sounds fine when we are having a conversation because it's how people talk. Like You will hear us use words like like. did. We use filler words and we also will go back and restart sentences. We say, sentences we say yeah. all of those different things. I cut all those out when I'm going through and writing. So it just gives it a more polished feel overall and it cuts down on the time it takes somebody to read it. So Having the transcript in front of me is key. And then I just go through and pick out the most important things. There are some tangents that people go off on, again, on podcasts or videos that I don't include in show notes because they're not particularly relevant, or I might mention them very briefly, but not fully go into a side story. It is a different medium. Definitely the, that's the word I want to use. I I keep the general like gist of the conversation or the feeling that people are trying to get across, but I don't always include all of the little details or side comments or stories that um, aren't relevant to the overall message of the show notes. Yeah. I think that's
0: important. So another question that just came to mind, do you typically pull straight from the transcript or do you listen and write at the same time, but also use the transcript for assistance?
1: I do both. And for a couple of different reasons, first of all, I'm usually using descript, which you Mm -hmm. mentioned earlier. So it's generally really good at transcription, but of course, as with anything, there are certain words that Maybe specific to your industry that a, a transcript won't it's always like, what is this? <laughs> yeah won't always pick up correctly. I definitely see some really like weird sentences that I'm like, okay, I know they didn't really say that, so let me listen to it through. I don't usually listen to an episode in its entirety, but there are times that I will listen to sections if I'm not familiar with what is being talked about. I'm going want to make sure that I'm getting things as accurate as possible. Or if I'm reading through the transcript and I know that doesn't make sense and I need to listen through to, to what they're saying. Yeah. Yes. So it's a lot of going back and forth and descript is really good for that because you can click at any point in the transcript and mm-hmm. it will start the audio for you. And so I can go back and like, listen to things several times to try and figure it out i can google things if i have to figure out if it's oh, like gosh. a very niche podcast <laughs> what are they saying it sounds right? like this we've had well, to do you know, we definitely had to do that before for yeah, sure yeah we we work on there are people talking about various medical terms or other business or real estate or any other kind of term that i'm just not familiar with there's some work in that if you're doing your own <laughs> podcast you, you should know probably the industry. You're probably good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I do a combination of both. And in working with, with writing that I do for people every week, I'm pretty familiar with how they speak and what kind of things they might be talking about. But it is still helpful at times to be able to have the transcript, but also be able to listen. And so Descript is great because it's not like you have to switch back and forth between, oh, I'm reading the transcript here, but now I need to go back into the episode and get the time to exactly this point so I can figure out what was being said or think about whether it makes sense to include in the show notes.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. I figured that's what you were going to say, but I was just curious.
1: Yeah, I think that's really helpful. I think the transcript
0: tip is a must. There, I think Descript lets you do two free hours a month, so that should suffice if you have your own podcast, and you're not like a podcast manager doing it for several people, two hours should be enough. If you have mm-hmm. more than two hours in a month, that's a lot. <laughs> But that should be enough for your average person. So definitely check out Descript. I highly recommend it. And like Laura mentioned, the transcripts are pretty freaking accurate. Like, of course, there might be Mm -hmm. some things it doesn't get but as a whole. Wow, this is pretty good. So definitely recommend. And then when it comes to actual like SEO, how can we optimize the show notes for that? Let's talk about like headings. And Mm -hmm. I don't even, I know there's like different types of headings and stuff. Let's dive into that a little further. Get a little nerdy with SEO.
1: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I think the big things that you want to hit for podcast show notes when it comes to this, it can be twofold. And part of it would start with like your actual content planning, which I can get into a little bit in a minute, but I would say just to give an overview, you really want to make sure that there are keywords in um, the title of your blog post and then in the headings. So usually for show notes, for me, that looks like the headings follow along with like the questions that people ask if they're doing interviews. So The heading for this section would be something like how to optimize your blog style show notes for SEO, something along those lines, right? Because people might search online, how do I optimize my podcast show notes for SEO? So you want to think about what people might be asking, what they might be searching for so that you will come up when people are searching. There are all kinds of different tools that you can use. This gets into that content planning piece a little bit. About if you want to do a show about a specific topic, you can type that topic into something like Uber Suggest. I think there's like Key search, keywords everywhere. there are yeah, and there's different.
0: There's some cool like extensions on Chrome that literally, yes. if you type something into Google, it also populates these on the side. And I have that, and that's really helpful for me when I'm looking for keywords too, because it's you're not actually having to even get on a keyword planner. You're literally just mm-hmm. googling something and then these extra stuff pops up. So.
1: Yeah. I have the Uber suggest one on mine. I don't know if you use do you use that one or do you use a different one?
0: I think the keywords everywhere one is the one that I use. That's the Google Chrome extension, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's really helpful. And it's just to get an idea of what people are actually searching for so that you can then use those keywords in your um, show notes. So if you're thinking ahead and you're like, okay, I know that these are these few topics that I want to talk about. You can plan your content so that you're using those. If you have already recorded several episodes and now you want to optimize it, that's also totally fine, but just typing them, typing the basic content that you've already recorded, pick some keywords or the kind of highlights of those episodes and look at what people are searching for so that you can use those in the title of your podcast episode and therefore your blog post and then some of the headings along the way. So having headings, first of all, helps to visually break up the text like we were talking about. And then it's also really important for SEO.
0: I'm curious, what are the heading types that we should be using? I know some are bigger texts than others. Should we be using like this two for certain things and a three for certain things or how should that work?
1: You can. And again, I wouldn't say that I know what it looks like on every single website platform, um, but definitely on WordPress and Squarespace, they have options to do heading one, heading two, heading three. So usually what I would think is that like the the heading one would be like the bigger text, heading two would get a little bit smaller. So it's like as you're creating maybe smaller lists within your heading or kind of subtopics within your headings, you could start to use heading two or heading three. I think that you definitely want to have heading ones because like I said, you you want to break up the text. You want to show the search engine a few different keywords, right? Because you might use a main keyword, something that you really think people are gonna be searching for. That should be in your title. It should be in the first paragraph of your show notes. It should be if you wanna get really nerdy, there's like the meta description of the of the post that you can put in. You can use it in alt text for your images. So there's a lot of different like little nitty gritty things about making sure that you're including keywords in all of these different areas. But then having the different headings allows you to add in some variations on that keyword or a couple different related keywords so that you're opening up the options that people searching for a few different things will find you as well. You don't want to kind of overstuff your show notes with a million different keywords, but if you have two or three that are related to the main thing that you've chosen, I think it's fine to include those in there. And like I said, we will just speak naturally about several different keywords that will probably, you know, people will be searching for, but you really want to use those headings to narrow it down and isolate a few that you think are going to be very well searched, I guess. Totally. And I feel
0: like with the priorities of the, the H1, H2, H3, like obviously your more important one should be the bigger text. And then the smaller subtopics subtop- would be like the smaller text. Cause it's going to prioritize like which keywords you're really wanting to hone in on as
1: well. It will. And I'll prioritize it for the search engine. It'll also prioritize it for the people that are reading because yeah. we all know that we land on a website and kind of skim through and see, is this answering my question or is it not? And if it does, then we'll stick around and read through more. So you right. have that. you want that to stand out.
0: Yeah. yeah. And one last question before we wrap up, but Timestamps. So, what are your thoughts on that? Should we be including them in our, you know, show notes in terms of the shorter show notes that you have in your description or your ones on your website? What are your thoughts
1: for the shorter ones? I would say, I guess overall, I would say it doesn't hurt, right? Because there are some people that will only want to listen to certain parts or hear the answers to certain questions, um, and I think for the ones that are inside the player. It's especially important just because that's probably where the majority of people are going to listen, is in the player. When you get into the blog post style, I would recommend that you have the player you know, embedded on the website. So certainly if people find it and decide that they would rather listen instead of read, that's an option. So I think putting the timestamps on there too can't hurt. Because there will be those people that will decide to click the player. If for whatever reason you are deciding not to embed the player or something like that, the timestamps are probably less important in that instance. But I just figure give people as many options as possible and let them decide how to use the content. So that would yeah, be my I, I
0: agree. That's that's my thought process on that as well. Like it doesn't hurt to have them. And if you're already doing it for your short notes, why not include them on your longer ones as well?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Awesome. And then we always wrap up the chat on this show with asking everyone what their current favorite podcast or podcasts are because the show about podcasting, you got to do it. So yes. any current favorites that you have that you want to share?
1: Oh my goodness. I have so many favorite podcasts, Jenny. I will say that I also have kind of an unhealthy reality TV obsession. Yeah. That's, me too. It's just our, yeah,
0: we I, always talk about it. <laughs> We're always like, Hey, did you catch up on this or that? And, and sometimes yeah, we even and notice when, our, is... when the clients are into them as well. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. We'd we'll be like, Oh man, did you see that somebody like posted something or cited in their episode, something about this? I mean, there are of course so many wonderful entrepreneur podcasts, but something that I have been into recently that I will shout out here and just show my Reality TV nerddom. There's a podcast called, I think it's 90 Day Cray. And as you may guess, if you are familiar at all with the franchise, 90 Day Fiance is a big reality TV franchise. I've been really into their podcast right now because really into the 90 Day, I've got my Discovery Plus, so I'm all good there. I finally convinced my husband to watch a little bit with me. Don't tell him that I told you. What did he (laughs) think? He pretends that he thinks it's really dumb, but he continues to sit in the room with me while I watch. So you're like, it's probably
0: not that bad if you're staying here. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I love that. I think I, I actually, surprisingly enough, never really listened to any reality TV podcast, which you would think, but. I don't They're know almost like, as
1: addicting as the shows so. yeah
0: I'm like one of those people that I'm like I'd rather just make my own comments but I do like to watch tiktoks like imitating people from like the mm-hmm. love is blind people like there's yes. a girl that way makes fun about some of the characters and she literally does them so well she literally looks like both characters at the same time somehow I'm like what is that's crazy yeah but yeah no I love that it's always fun to hear other people's favorite podcasts. you never know you might find your new favorite show by hearing it from someone else
1: totally and I go through phases there's sometimes where like I said like there's so many great podcasts for entrepreneurs and all kinds of different business things. And sometimes my brain needs a break from that. And that's just where my brain is right now.
0: (laughs) Yep. My brain has been needing a break from that recently too. So I've been with my tried and true, true crime stuff because Mm.
1: those are good at two. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the world's already depressing enough. Might as well just add some more depression, but yeah. Okay. Just tell us where we can find you online, your website, social media channels, wherever you want to direct us to.
1: Yeah, I am. I'm simplifying with my business stuff right now. So I I may have a uh, website to point people toward again in the future. But for right now, I'm mostly hanging out on Instagram. So you can find me there. Laura Bowder Co. So that is L-A-U-R-A-B-A-U-D-E-R-C-O.
0: Awesome. I love the simple because I think it's overwhelming when people tell you like their website, they're like 10 social channels, uh, freebie, like everything. It's no one's going to take action if you tell them to do 10 things. Sorry. But yeah, I will make sure to link Laura's Instagram in the show notes and yeah, thank you so much for being here today. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Yeah, it was, it was very fun. Thanks Jenny. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player, like Apple podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave a review. You can find us at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com and on Facebook at Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs and Instagram at Savvy Podcasting. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community and join in on the exclusive community just for Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs listeners. I'll see you there.